Hi, I'm Danny Elfman. This is Shirley Manson. This is Debbie Harry. This is Chris Steiner Blondie. This is Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. This is Billy Idol. This is Alex Ebert, a.k.a. Edward Sharp, giving the story behind the song. Hi, this is Peter Chotty, host of the story behind the song. Each month I speak to some of music's biggest artists to get the inside stories behind their most lasting and iconic songs. Join me for new episodes on the third Monday of every month on the story behind the song from the Consequence Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. What is happening? We are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I'm here with my brother and my co-host, Mr. Jake B. Hello. As always, today we are joined with a very special guest. But before we introduce her, episode 26, Jake. What's up? What's new? What is new? We are back from tour. I am back in the barbershop. I'm cutting hair. I'm surfing. Life is getting normal again. But we do have a live show coming up at the Improv, so I'm nervous as shit. What's new with you, Duddy? Yeah, also, you know, excited slash nervous about the Improv show. Really looking forward to that. Going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, uh, I got this going on tonight, and then I'm leaving for like a four-day fishing trip with my family, and I cannot freaking wait. It's so going to be amazing. You came back from a 10-day camping trip, and now you're leaving for a four-day fishing trip. Well, I fished the entire time on that camping trip. But yes, that is true. Fucking tough life, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sorry you have to do these things. I, it's, it's tough, but you know what? That, that someone's got to catch those fish. That's right. Otherwise, they swim free. And, you know, the, yeah, I know. You got to get them. It's got to happen. And other than that, um, in the Dirty Heads world, we got some cool stuff coming up. Um, uh, October 4th, we will be performing in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay which is always a fun show. So make sure you get your tickets for that. And then also in November, we will be doing a small run, doing some of the makeup shows that um, got uh, canceled from the last tour. So we're excited to get back out to those places and, and make up those shows for our fans. So we can't wait to see you guys there. And other than that, let's introduce our guest. Let's do this. She is a stands-up comedian. She is a podcaster. She is an actress. She somehow finds time to train in mixed martial arts. And then after all of that, she's got a nine to five job at one of the largest uh, production, production companies. companies. Imagine, and, um, Imagine uh, Entertainment. I, uh, I don't know how she finds the energy, but this is one of the reasons we wanted her to be here today. Not just from being a comedian and all that other stuff, but just we love how much energy she has and how hard she hustles. Give it up for Vanessa Johnston. Oh, wow. Thanks. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And you sat in fucking L.A. traffic for God knows how long to get here, and you worked all day today. The hustle never ends with you. I how, did. how was the drive? Was it horrifying? I mean, it was nice. I pooped in a cup on the way down. <laughs> Just oh, grabbed a man. cup from the back, snipped it off with my sin clippers, and popped a nice. squat. You're not even, that's like you, you added details. I think you're telling the truth. I'm the, it's the truth. So dude. when someone says, where do you find the time? You're like, dude, I, I shit, shit in the car as I drive. Yeah. Do you have wow. that cup? Can we we'll put it yeah. on a shelf? Mark, <laughs> our producer would cup? like that cup, actually. If you could bring yeah. it. Oh. I was driving back from Vegas uh, two nights ago. And you know that drive. Like on oh, Sunday, yeah. sometimes there's a lot of traffic and sometimes there's not a lot. But it's a hit or miss situation. And there wasn't any traffic. And I was like, I'm going to keep up the momentum. And I literally like shit, like shit in my cup again. Like. <laughs> So that's but just a thing you do. Thing. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not really like a thing, but like. <laughs> it's not it's like my a, thing. It's, it's not my thing. <laughs> I'm sure other people do it. But I I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to stop and lose this non-traffic energy. And then, but then I had to stop because I was like, what's this shit cup doing in my car, dude? Like, I have to throw it away. Dude, you know? I feel like her and one of our past guests, Anthony, oh. would fucking just The big be... tall guy you met when you walked in here? Oh, yeah. He's got he likes, one, he one likes to cute... Yeah, he likes to shit and stuff, too. I don't know if you know this about our show, too. Like, for some reason, the first episode we did, someone told us a shit story. Like, that they shit their pants. And it was funny, and our listeners liked it. And then the guy on our third show told us a shit story because of the first episode. He's all I got one, too. And now it's it's a thing. We've had, like, ten people. And you just came in, and I don't even think you knew that. You just I happened. Didn't know. <laughs> There's something about our show. It's like. They're like, poop comedy will work yes, here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's welcome here. 
Ah. <laughs> he claims he's never shit his pants. He's like a perfect human. but uh. I, I didn't say I was a perfect human, but I did say that post-diaper, I haven't shit my pants. And you didn't shit your pants either. You shit a cup. So yeah. very different. Yeah. And, and we've I talked like about they're... that. There's a big difference of shitting somewhere. Like, I've had to shit in some rough places. Yes. I shit in a parking lot, leaning up against a pole and just shit. Uh, <laughs> I've had to do that, but not in my pants. The difference right. is aim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that was, that was the loophole for me. I've never shit my pants, but I pulled my pants down shit, and it, it hit my pants. It, like, hit the belt line, and so I kind of got a finger in the game. Yeah, me and Dustin got that sniper aim, you know? Yeah, you guys are fucking good shitters, dude. Jake got got that army reserve aim. (laughs) Yeah, he's just spraying. He's got like a shotgun. Barely made it it past the boot camp aim. (laughs) He made it into the boot I'm the guy that gets beat with a fucking pillowcase with soap in it, asshole. That's me in the boot camp. Okay. That's a thing, right, in a movie? I wonder who's listening to this at work, just like in an office. God. In a suit. They're like in a suit, like, yeah. These guys, get over here and listen to these guys. They all shit their pants. <laughs> Shitting in a suit, though. The thing. That's the next level, because that's layers. Yeah, yeah. wow. You it's gotta, usually tucked in shirt. And also, that's not something you can watch in the privacy of your own home. Like, that's like a, that's a, that's a walk of shame yeah. to some Armenian dude's <laughs> place in a strip mall. You got to put that in a bag. You have to put You're that like, in a plastic bag. Like, bro, buddy, I get that Try to pull out. it out and not touch the parts and oh. then be like, I'm so sorry. I had sex this weekend in Las Vegas. Oh, nice. Nice. Like that for segue? you. I yeah. did. That was a good so segue. Much. Speaking of shit pants, I had <laughs> sex in Vegas. Um, and we <laughs> we had sex so much that the last time we had sex, I like I bled. And I thought he like fucked he fucked I thought he like caught, like broke something in my body. And at first it hurt really bad, but then I was like kind of proud of him. I was like, no, don't feel bad. Like you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you fuck an injury into a girl, like you should that's that's a that's yeah, an applause, dude. you know? Wait, let's get him yeah. on the show. So, <laughs> so you're gonna call him back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. but I uh so uh, but I was at this hotel room and then I I saw the blood, there was like blood all over the sheets, and I was like, oh, Oops. And then I left and my friends were like, oh, did you leave a tip? And I was like, no, I didn't know that you're supposed to tip people to come to the, clean it up. When, oh, the clean. Yeah. Because it's all it's the same sheets. You still got to get washed. They don't have to do extra. Are you sure you weren't yeah. just on your period? OK, so that's what I discovered. I am on my period. Oh, now. Okay. so he didn't even. No, no, no. He just fucked my period out of me. Oh, okay. I feel like that's still kind of a win, though. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. He got his red wings. He took your mind off it. It was like, I didn't know if I was maybe pregnant from before, so it was like a mild abortion. No, uh, okay. you're not oh, you're not anymore. Oh, my God. Hey. Open up. All right. We've covered shitting in a cup. We've covered <laughs> fucking till bleeding. Yeah. And uh, abortion. What's next? She's uh, very closed uh, off. Yeah. It's just hard to get any answers yeah. out of her. How do you feel about Trying religion? to learn who you are. That's are you all this is. a religious person? Please. Safe space. So, okay. So, oh, my God. The... So, I have a nine to five. Yes. Um, <laughs> I get called into HR all the time. Um, oh, you do? Okay. So, this, no, keep going. <laughs> Because I know this has got to be real. Well, uh, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's. Well, wait, wait. At work, what are you just telling people? If he fucked the blood out of me, your boss walks over. Hi. No, that would be like, I mean, my boss would be like, you know, you seemed a little stressed a couple weeks ago. You probably need some dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, Laid back, boss. I got in trouble. Yeah. So we own we own the, the TV show Empire. Oh, and nice one. I got in trouble for, okay, you know when the Jesse smollier thing happens yes. is that how you say it everyone I, calls him smollett a smollier it's smollier well, now, that there was something more to that but I mean, maybe it's just he's no because now i'm getting confused because i watched dave Chappelle's special uh-huh. did you see that yeah did yes. you say smollett i don't know anyway i don't <laughs> i work there i don't know how to say his name anymore anyway smollier. um jesse maybe it is Fuck, i don't know i don't remember anymore <laughs> i yeah. have a bad memory anyway um so i tweeted i was like oh jesse should go. It is Smollett. I took this from Chappelle. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. It's like Juicy Smollett. Um, Juicy Smollett. Uh, anyway, so I tweeted. I was like, oh, Jussie should go to jail for saying he's the gay Tupac. This was like when it first came out. Like before we even know he was guilty of anything. This was like the day he got arrested. You said that? No, I, oh, I you tweeted said, oh, that. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. I was like, oh. I was like, I'm the gay. No, he, he called himself the gay Tupac. He was like, you know, I'm being prosecuted. I'm like the gay Tupac. And then I tweeted, I was like, he should go to jail for saying that. And then the next day, 
I got called in HR with like a printout of my tweet. I'm sorry, Vanessa, we need to talk to you. Uh, uh, why do you think you can tweet this? And I was like, I don't know, because it's funny. Yeah, but you work at the company that produces this TV show. Please ooh. delete it. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, For the record, still funny. It's still funny. funny. And I wish he was the black Tupac. Shoot him five times. Or the gay like, Tupac, I anyway. I say the black Tupac. Like, he is black. Oh, shit, he's got a point. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> I fucked that whole shit up. HR should come talk to me, Jude, Jake. No more shitty jokes. I'll try. All right. What's going on? <laughs> uh, we had such a plan, and it just took such a quick know, fucking dude. left turn. I'm like, where do I fucking like, go? We had this plan, and then she told us she shit in a cup. And, and we were like, okay. Um, and then we were going to talk about Vegas, but she jumped right into that. So, yeah. Mark, uh, stop flirting. <laughs> She's flirting with Mark now. Mark has won her over. Oh, yeah. Podcast dad? Mark, were dad. you in Vegas this past weekend? <laughs> oh, Show me no. your <laughs> it's like this all's remnants of crusty blood. Oh god, I didn't mean it, Mark. For the listeners, he pulled out his No, he didn't. You almost did, Mark. I saw the top. Yeah. The top of the shaft where it connects to the You get it. Oh, all are right. we still going on about we it? We are, dude. She started it, now we can't stop. Let's just go back to you being such a ball of energy. <laughs> Let, let's just go there. Let's just go into the word of the day today. Dude. Let's oh go god, in there. Vanessa, so every show it. we like to have some sort of word that just, you know, the word of the day, something that's going to be inspiring or make you feel good or just make you think. And today having Vanessa on, our word of the day, the day is energy because she just has so much energy. And I loved what Jake had to say about it, how you have to use energy to create energy. And what were for you saying instance, about some that? Some people will say, like, look, Vanessa, for instance, she could go do the nine to five job and go home and be I'm tired. I'm exhausted, you know, or she could go do the nine to five job and maybe do one stand up set somewhere and go home. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And you will be, you are tired, right? But in reality, even when you say you're tired after working all day, you could go run 10 miles. You could do it. If you had to, you would do it. And what happens is once you actually go run after work or whatever it is, you keep telling yourself you want to do, it becomes easier. So you have to use energy first to get the energy. If you just go home and say you're tired every day, you will be tired every single day after work. But if you go home and go, I'm tired, but I'm going to the gym every single day after that, it becomes easier to go to the gym. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, energy, you have to start the ball rolling for it to continue rolling. And someone like Vanessa Fucking hell, when did you start this ball rolling? And it's obviously not stopping. I, like, the, I can't believe how far you guys have to understand. Like, L.A. to Tustin, where our studio is, on a Monday, in traffic, is just nuts to want to drive anyway. And she did a whole day of work, among everything else she does, and she drove all the way here. How do you find the energy? What's your story? What the fuck? You get off work. What <clears throat> goes through your head? Well, I wake up at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. The sound of that... A cock. Or, That's her alarm. <laughs> yeah. Or just like an uh, actual cock hitting me in the face. Bitch, wake up. That's Mark. Before <laughs> breakfast. And I'm like, <laughs> get up, go to my office. Suck. Office dick. <laughs> mm. Which is basically just, I mean, not like not actual The dick. worst no. kind. Um, work, <laughs> yeah. work dick. I don't yeah. know. What, For like eight hours. Yeah. Just a slow. <laughs> just a slow tug. Just a slow, like, are you coming yet? Nope. Okay. Just a slow eight hour <laughs> Can I take a hour. lunch break? No, keep okay, okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, I work until about like six, seven ish PM and then I leave and I go do stand up or I do my podcast or I, I train groundlings. I don't know. I just do something. I always work. But here's the thing. People look at I think because people are like, how do you do all this stuff? You know? I think People look at their work life or their is like, okay, it's from, you know, nine to six, right? That's my work life. And then everything else is my me time. I just don't have those boundaries. So to me, it's like my work life is from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's my work life. Like 7 to 11, I work every day. And that's so, you know, at when I get done with work at six, it's like or at that job. I'm just like, all right, now I go. I have, you know, five more hours to go do more work, another job. That's how I look at it. I don't know. I don't think it's a formula. But some people do think they're like, how do you get, I don't you just do it. I am tired all the time. I think it is important. This is what I think is important. I think it's important to get, you know, the amount of sleep you need. I don't drink alcohol. I don't, I don't drink caffeine. I don't, I, I smoke weed like once 
a, a while. I just started doing mushrooms, mm-hmm. which was very exciting. Oh, I just started I growing mushrooms. 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 <laughs> oh shit, you got yes, into it. I got into it. Um, yeah. Just started growing mushrooms unsuccessful we'll see how it goes yeah. i have two yeah. plants in my house that are like regular house plants and the only reason they're alive is because they're those plants that get sad when they're thirsty so, so we'll know. see oh shit <laughs> my green thumb is like yeah. is like a light mint green at best um, <laughs> you might kill the mushrooms is what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. might just be like they just might end up being mold who knows um uh so yeah i don't know i just get up and go and it is one of those things like you said it's a snowball so when a snow, when you have a little, when you push something, the most amount of energy it takes to get something moving is when you start it, right? So the hardest part is just starting. And then if you keep, if you keep the ball moving, it's pretty easy to keep it moving. But if you stop the ball, it's hard to start pushing it oh, again. Yeah. So that's like when I went at seven at 7 a.m. Okay, oh, fucking here we go. Blah, you know, pushing that and just go, 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 go until 11 p.m. That's, that's, I think, the best way to do it. You just yeah. told yourself the ball doesn't stop rolling till 11. Yeah. So I'm going to go. 11. We're going all in. To be honest with you, there's some, I don't, I'll take a couple days off a month, you know, like a couple, like two weekends ago, I took a Saturday off and I was like, I'm not going to do shit. I'm not going to, I'm going to take it easy today. Have no plan. Bro, I got nothing done. I watched like five hours of Vampire Diaries and I had, I was supposed to do two spots that night and I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm just going to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> I canceled them. I mean, it wasn't like a big show or anything, but it was still stand-up. I should have gone up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. I'm in this bed. Like, I don't I'm get this ball rolling. Yeah. That's the hardest part is just getting it started. Getting That's how started. fast it happens, too. I'm sure you guys see it. You guys go on tour and stuff. All the time. And I, and I see it with myself. Like, when I'm on the road, it's just like you said. You're just constantly going. And you get into that mode where you're just like, go, 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 go. And I get home and like all I want to do is just chill. And I see how easy and how quick I could just become lazy. Like, it mm-hmm. takes like a day. Like, like you said, one anything. day off. You're like, Next thing you know, you're just napping like in the middle of the day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I gotta do something. But I, that, I, that usually happens for me for like a couple of days after I get home from tour. And then I just, I got to do stuff. And I'm back in, you know, I just got to get that, got to get the ball rolling again. So it's just like you got to use energy to create energy, and yeah. and we're and I'm and we're not talking about just like energy to go run around and do shit. Like that goes for anything. Like uh, like you said to me earlier, we we're talking about this. You walk into a room and you've got negative negative energy right when you walk in there. You're gonna bring down the energy of that whole room. You will create negative. You're gonna energy. create more negative energy, yeah. and that's gonna spread. Or you walk into a room with this just great energy and this positive vibe. That's gonna spread so quick, and you're gonna create so much more positive energy and next thing you know that room is just going to be an amazing place to be so it's all up to you mm-hmm. how much work you want to put into it how much energy you want to spend to create more energy and what kind of energy are you trying to create positive y'all yeah and this is such a that's why we love these we always try to find some sort of word where anyone who's listening can immediately plug it into their day like it's not fucking brain surgery it's not like anyone who's hearing us say this you already know this you already know this, but maybe someone who's listening, like you wanted to start something, but you tell yourself you're exhausted after work. Just start it tomorrow or tonight. I don't know when you're listening to yeah. this. And then the ball will continue rolling. I mean, if yep. look at Vanessa's Instagram, you know, go to <laughs> Vanessa Johnston's Instagram. First of all, you're going to see, you'll see a little bit more. No, the Vegas stories have now been 24 hours. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you got to hear a little of the Vegas story here and just. You know, if you need motivation, go to her Instagram. You'll be like, how do you even find time to do it all? And she shits in a cup. You guys know. Shits in a cup. It ain't easy. No one's saying it's that, but the energy's there. It's in your body. Yeah. You got somewhere Let to be. Out. You got somewhere to be. You're running out of time. You're racing down the freeway. You got to get there. You're running out of time. You don't want to be late. You fucking shit in a cup. You shit in that cup because you know what? It's, that's going to be a little shitty, but you're going to get through that. And then when you get there and you make it to the meeting on time, Jake, guess what? That's going to make you feel, feel good. good. And on this show, Woo! we have a couple sponsors, and they are things that make us feel good. So let's Segway get into King, it. Yeah, fucking I'm fucking good at segues, man. I don't know why. I just am <laughs> so good at them. Uh, first... Koi CBD, what an amazing, amazing product and amazing company. Uh, I talk about it all the time. I use the drops every morning. I love the way it makes me feel. Um, they've got so many amazing products for you. You got to check it out. But what I want to talk about right now, I talked about it last episode. They just started having, uh, they have CBD products now for, for dogs. And, uh, 
I had a dog that I just recently had to put down, and she was having a rough time walking in her last few months. I started giving her CBD. I definitely noticed a huge change in just her being able to get up and how mobile she was. I could tell it was definitely helping her with her joint pains. And now my my other dog is like around nine now. She's fine, but I'm already giving it to her because I'm I'm. What do they say? I'm nipping in the button now. I'm getting. Oh, I'm shit. starting. I'm starting early. So yeah, Koi CBD. Check it out. Great products. Great people. If you go to koicbd.com and you put in code Duddy B, you're gonna get twenty percent off. You can't beat it. I'm really glad you remembered nip it in the bud because you looked at me and said, "What do they say?" And I have no fucking idea what they say. I don't even think that's what they say yeah. for that. Specific I don't know why thing. they would ever say that for that. You're like, what do they say? I'm like, who the, who's they? I Nip in the butt. Oh, I thank know. fucking God. All right. Also, Sticky Vapes, <laughs> another amazing product that we use on the daily. Uh, they've been supporting the podcast since day one. We also made our own Dirty Head Sticky Vapes. Boom. I use it all the time. Always got one in my pocket because I'm a pot-smoking millennial business guy, and I'm on the go. Can't have a big old bong in my pocket. I might get bong water on my suit. I don't even think you're a millennial. But... No, I'm not, and I don't have a suit. Um, yeah. <laughs> StickyVape.com. Check it out. Great product. Jake, where do you use your Sticky Vape? Temple. Mm, that's a good spot. Yeah. Okay. Also, On It, another company that is amazing that's been helping out with the podcast. And that is On It. <sighs> yeah. Oh, you okay. like On It? No, I just know. <laughs> Did you just have a Vegas flashback? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just know somebody that's involved with that. Oh. Uh, that That's was like the so best plug crazy. for On It ever. I said On It, and she just went, oh. Wait. Yeah. Can I? So, the ladies like on it. I want to send it. Okay, go on. <laughs> Sadly <laughs> enough, all we have left here is this packet of uh, Alpha Brain, which I actually love. It's one of my favorite things of theirs. This this instant powder of Alpha Brain is amazing. You just dump it in some water or whatever. It tastes great. Uh, it just helps you for your your focus and just your memory and all that. And not to mention, they just have so many amazing products. Whatever you're looking for, for whatever you're doing personally, they've got something for you. You just need to go to their website, onit.com. That's two N's, O-N-N-I-T.com. And if you do forward slash daddy on that, you're going to get 10% off, but it looks like Jake wants to tell you about something else. I have an addition. So I talked to the guys at On It. They are doing a contest right now. It's called the Golden Ticket. So if you buy the Alpha Brain, which is that, that's the powder version, though. If you buy the, the pill version of Alpha Brain, if you buy the 60 or the 80 count bottles, there's a golden ticket in every single one of them. And, and the golden ticket is like a prize of some sort. The prizes range from small to big. But one of the biggest prizes is you get to go to the headquarters of Alpha Brain. You get to train there, which we got to do. Full Muay Thai, everything class. It was dope. I was looking at Vanessa for is the listeners. In, that's in Texas, right? Austin, I was bragging. Yeah. Yes, in it Austin. was in Austin. And, um, and you get to go there. You get like, I don't want to fucking be incorrect because they're going to send me the script soon. But I believe you get like a year supply of Alpha Brain and a year supply of like total human, all this stuff. I am going to get a proper script soon and I will read it properly. But until then... Go get that golden ticket. You be Charlie. This is your char your chocolate factory. Yeah, I don't think they sell chocolate. You get it. Get the fucking alpha brain. You're going to get a golden ticket. Thanks, Duddy, for letting me jump in there. That's what did okay. you want to say? You have a friend on it? Oh, um, I'll say it after. Okay. Okay. Did you just get nervous? We no. said alpha brain, and she finally got... No, oh, I, I just... Um, no, I'll say it later. The guy from Vegas <laughs> is the owner. I don't think it can be public. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my I'm gosh, Duddy, that's not... Uh, and, and this is not a sponsor of the show, but it, it might as well be uh, Four Sons Brewing. It's a local Huntington uh, brewery, and wait, did I say that right? Probably not, dude. You yeah, look I really did. confused. Uh, 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 but we made a Dirty Heads beer with them, and it's freaking delicious. It's called Vacation. Uh, it's a pineapple session ale. Check it out. Four Sons Brewery, Dirty Heads Vacation Ale. It's great. Well, you guys have your own ale and you have your own vape. Damn, y'all, you guys have made it. <laughs> You've made it. That's how you know we've made it. They're there. You get your own beer, you get your own vape pen. You made it. You've made it. You've bro. heard it here. So, there, I think we did it. I think we got through the sponsors. Didn't leave anything out? I think we did it. That was good. Dude. Just got the applause button. I just, it feels good to hit. <sighs> All right. Do we want to do a couple fan questions here? We do. Yeah. Do you have some or? I, I, got, mean, I got a couple. And we're, got, we're live on YouTube as well. So Natasha, if you're out there, if anyone's asking anything interesting, no creepy pervs. All right. We know you're. There you go. Show us the pervs. Actually, this might I'm be a, funny. My, my tits are a 32D. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> in case no one was asking. He was just offering that up. <laughs> oh, bodies at the rest area. What? Bodies in motion. What? 
If for the oh, listeners, we're looking. This is good pod. We're just okay. staring at yeah. the, the chat on YouTube right now. So uh, Ron John twenty two Vanessa wants to know who's been like the hardest comedian for you to follow. That's kind of a good oh. question. I feel like because well, I know I in comedy that's a thing. Like there's certain comedians you're like fuck. I hate following this guy. Burt Kreischer. Does he just kill it? Ugh. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, and then the sexiness Fuck. of him with the shirt off. Yeah. He had a fall. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, that guy's so fucking funny. He is very funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I pretty sh- I, I had a really tough time following him in the main room at the store one time. And I remember watching him, and that was one of those days where I worked all fucking day, and I was oh. so tired, and I was on a late show. So they, the comic that was running it was like, you're going to go up at midnight. What I, and I was like, fuck. Oh, and then I went up at 12.30. And so Kreischer went up and fucking destroyed, bro. And then and then I was just watching it, and I was like, I should quit stand-up. I literally thought that. I was like, I need to quit comedy. I can't. I can't. How? How? I mean, he's been doing it for 20 years, you know? Yeah. But I went up, and it was hard, definitely. There's a couple people that everyone gets nervous following. I would say it's Kreischer is hard, Burr. No one wants to follow oh, yeah. Bill Burr. Oh, God, no. how could you dare? Yeah, and no like... one wants to follow Dalia, really. Okay. Dalia can just walk up there and make fun of the crowd for two hours, yeah. and you're going to yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Those are the three guys. And, even, and they hate following each other. Like, oh, Bird hates following Dalia. Dalia hates, and they're like, fuck, because they're all just so... They have such specific POVs, Yeah. and they have this specific energy, and people just love them. Just yeah. And so, it. And then when you walk up, you feel like you're just, like, disappointing, you know? <laughs> I feel like it'd be like this. I feel like it'd be like you have your, your like you're dating a chick and you see that she's being like rammed by like a six foot seven black dude and you're like a four foot eleven white dude and you're like, all right, tag, I'm in. Like you're like time to go disappoint her. <laughs> oh, that That's is not- a very good analogy. Actually, I could <laughs> picture it. That would suck. You're like, but maybe I'm gonna try super hard and she'll like me for my personality, right. and uh, you know, I'll make her laugh, and then you quit sex and die, and uh, <laughs> and then you kill yourself. Think about that too for the listeners. Like you know. That's a, a side of comedy that no one thinks about. You're standing on the side of the stage. You're next. And you're watching someone absolutely murder an entire audience. It's hard enough to go on stage and try to tell jokes anyway. I've never done it. I can only imagine how horrifying it is. Most people don't even want to talk in front of their class, you know? Yeah. And um, imagine that. You're next. Your whole job is to go out there and make all these people love you and want to laugh. And you're watching someone just absolutely take all the laughter out of their bodies. Like there's no more left. And then you got to go out there. Um, I'm a huge boxing fan. Always have been my whole life. And they would always say like, it's the loneliest sport on earth. Like, yes, you have a team that you train with, you know, coaches, whatever, but you win, you win and everyone's happy. But when you lose, they're like, you're in the shower by yourself after the fight alone. It's not a team, you know? And even if you're in a band and you're watching, you know, fucking rage against the machines on before you. And you're like, how the fuck do we follow this? At least you've got all your, you know, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, I said that because I remember from when they were first starting bands saying they yeah. were the opening band on this tour and we were like, I want to fucking quit. Yeah. Like you said. So even with a band, you've got four or five bandmates with you. You're going to go up there yeah, and get your ass kicked sure. alone. Alone. Vanessa has to walk into a dark room, grab a single mic and make all these people laugh that Burt Kreischer just destroyed. Put yourself in that position and and have respect for fucking comedians, dude. Like, That's holy tough. shit. Well, and like, some days you don't feel like going to work. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't feel like going to work today. I just kind of want to, like, show up and go home. And comics have that. Every single comic has that. So some days you're like, I fucking don't want to come to work today. And then some asshole goes up. It's like you're in a meeting. You're like, I don't want to be in this meeting. Can we just get this meeting? And some, like, some fucking teacher pet motherfucker goes up and it's like brings a powerpoint with pictures and it's like I'm Burt Kreischer the, the, the articulate man of the, the Manchester thing and you're like oh no I have to talk oh, oh god dude. damn it and then you go and do your best and sometimes you crush it and you surprise yourself and other times you disappoint even your dead relatives <laughs> you're like fuck you even want to go to the grave I can't look at the headstone oh, it's you told a great story on a podcast you were on, um, Stevie Weeby, I believe it was, podcast, which is Bobby Lee's brother. And um, you were on that podcast, and you guys were talking about uh, with Steve Byrne, who's a great comedian that you were on tour with, and it's about this, sort of. It was a day that you guys, you were going to open up for Steve Byrne, 
and you weren't feeling it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll let you tell I'm it. actually doing the Hollywood Improv tomorrow evening with Steve Byrne and Very a couple nice. people. <laughs> Plug. Oh, um, shit. Well, this will be out tomorrow morning. So perfect. go to Wednesday, the Hollywood. Sorry, you say Wednesday it. Night, Wednesday night. 10 p.m. Hollywood Improv main room. So Steve tonight, Byrne. if you're getting this podcast, to, you know, comes out tomorrow morning. Crew will be there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like Mark Normand and oh, Steve Byrne, a couple sake. people are going to oh, be on the awesome. show. Kills me. Yeah. Yeah. He's so <laughs> like that guy. Yeah, I this is when I first started stand up. Um I I was at I was at Tempe, I think yeah. I was in Phoenix. Um at the Irvine Improv or no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that day starting to hit me. Um I was in Tempe. I was in Phoenix. Okay, whatever. I was in Arizona. I was in the state of Arizona and there was an improv there and Steve Byrne was headlining and I was I was doing spots with another comic, Mike Faberman. And he's like, oh, we're going to stop by the improv to to do pop-in spots. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of tired. I don't feel like going up. He's like, well, we'll just go there anyway. We go to the club. And I was like, I'm not going up. I'm I'm tired. I feel sick. Because the night before, we had driven 14 hours. I mean, you guys know, like, when you go on the road, like, sometimes you drive for, f- I mean, in the middle of the night, oh, the whole night. And just drive. Yeah, you just keep going. And you're like, you have to show up to work the next day. You're like, fuck, bro. And um, I was like, I don't want to go up. I'm not getting paid. I don't want to fucking do this. And he's like, every opportunity to go on stage, you should go up. And, you know, I went up and I bombed for like 10 minutes. And this was like a sold out sold crowd, out, right? Like 700 people. This was like a cool opportunity yep. for you to pop up and give it a go. Yep. Bombed. Just bombed. And I was so upset. And then I was like, you know, I get off stage and I got mad at my at my friend's uh, Mike Faberman. I was like, see, you know, I was tired. If I would have been well rested, I could have done well. And I, I started making all these excuses for myself of why I didn't do well instead of just like purely just I didn't do well. Had a bad day. Yeah. Steve Byrne goes up and murders for an hour, destroys for an hour, just annihilates and then gets off stage. I We all go in the green room. Steve Byrne falls over. And he's like, fuck, I have the flu. I didn't sleep last night. I feel like shit. And I was uh, like, wait, what, bro? You just went up and murdered for an hour. Yeah. How did you do that? And he looks at me. He's like, you know what? When people pay to see you, you learn after 20 years to just show the fuck up. Yep. He's like, you just show up and give them a show. And I was like, damn, dude. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no excuses. Just go. Just show just up. Just go. Show up. Just Put show on a up. good show. And you know what? It's true. Those people... All have nine to fives. They're working hard. They that this is their day off. They're spending their good, hard earned money to go have a good time. And you know, that's up to you, kind of, to go out there and provide them with the good night. You know, it's like the podcast. You know, I think, you know, like people are taking time off from, or maybe they're listening at work because their job is dope. Because you don't run around. Um, <laughs> you know, they have a oh look. Oh, there's questions on the thing. That's cool. Um. I love the donut overalls. Oh, I have a heckled. I have a heckled story. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Um, someone asked if I've ever been heckled. Let's hear I, it. I have a heckled story. Um, okay, so <clears throat> when I first when I first started stand up, I because I was a girl and there were very few women that did that kind of do comedy. People were very very kind of like you can't come around here. Cause I would go to these, cl- these open mics that were kind of a boys club. Mm-hmm. And there was this one spot called oyster house. It was like this shithole bar. It was like a bar. This open mic. And I would go up and all the comics decided that like, we're not gonna, we want Vanessa to quit stand up. I was like a month, two months into comedy and all these male comics, like collectively like new, not like, not like well known, but yeah. we're like collectively, we want Vanessa to quit comedy. So when I would go up every every mic, they would be like, fuck you, get off stage. Like all of them, collectively oh. like 30 people. Boo, you're not funny. We don't care about what you have to say. You're not, we don't, like, we don't care about you. Stop doing stand-up. Comics would go on after me and be like, fuck, get out of here. We don't want to hear what you have to, what some bitch like you has to say. And for three months, for three months, I got heckled. And... Um, and then like, then I started, I would write jokes at home and I, I would write a hundred jokes every day for like, while I was getting heckled, I was so nervous. Like, I'm going to get funny. I'm going to show them. Yeah. I was like, rock. It was like, I'm going to write a hundred jokes every day. Duh, 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 duh. I have a tiger. And 
And then after three months, I went up and I had a good set. My first good set I had at this spot. And I, one of the comics, the leader of this like crew was like, wow, you're really funny tonight. So like what guy wrote those jokes for you? And I was like, oh. They couldn't even <sighs> hate purely anymore. Yeah. They had to like, all right, I like, admit you're good. <laughs> But let me throw like, this yeah. jab at you at the same yeah. time. That's kind of another lesson in it all, too. It Fucking is, man. Don't worry about haters, everybody out there. We've Duddy and I have talked about this before. Like, dude, every one of us is being hated on. Like, every, the coolest person that you ever think is fucking cool, they're being hated on. Everyone's hating. Just trudge through it. And eventually, yep. even haters, maybe they'll come around. If not, who cares? Sometimes yeah. they become your friend. That yeah. guy totally. ended up becoming one of my best friends. Totally. Strangely. You we had win to do people it over. He and couldn't if, even if, deny it anymore. And if you would have right. just walked out of there all butthurt and not came back because you were scared they were going to heck you again, they would have been like, yeah, we were right about her. Yep. So that's, so the heckling. So like, I had to gain respect in this thing. So I started fighting back. I would be like, fuck you. I would be like, you hack. And then like... So I would just take on this entire room. It's like diff being a show. When you're at a regular show, you're being heckled by like a regular person. Yeah. One person. That's not that bad. Imagine being heckled by 30, 40 people who are like kind of trying to be professional comedians. Yeah. Who like go. Like that's an aggress. That's like heckler on steroids. So I started just being, I started getting really good at crowd work because I would just get back at them and I would shit on them. Be like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. And then I started getting their respect. And then. I became friends with a lot of them. Right, I was made, like, if you're making fun of this guy, these three are laughing at him, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she fucking. And got then even you. the comic, because the comic is like, "Oh, you got me." Dude. Yeah. And then you kind of build a respect, like totally. you hold, you held your own. Yeah. It's kind of like boxing, you know, like you when you when if you're just standing there getting hit, the boxer hitting you doesn't really respect you. But if you fucking get a jab at him, he's like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay. oh dude, shit, I better watch who's, out." Look who's trying I mean, today. That's, yeah. You'll hear that in every boxing match early on. In any yep. big match, they're like they're trying to get each other's respect. You have to land at least one big punch in the first round, or so that the other boxer has to think about. Like something. I don't want that to land again. If I hit him, I, he might counter me with that left yep. hook again. Okay, fuck, let's yep. chill. Yeah, and that's dude. A lot of people don't know this too. Open mics. I mean, like like Vanessa said, it's mainly other comedians. They're all there to get their spot on the open mic. So. Imagine what a fucking boot camp that is. You want to be a comedian. You're, you know, naturally, most people aren't good when you're starting out, I'm sure, like anything else. And you're sitting in a room full of other people that are trying to be hilarious, and they're not stoked for you. Like, you're taking their spot, you know? Yeah. So, And now, especially, you got a girl come. She looks different. She's cute. She's everything. They're fucking... I can only yeah. imagine how weird that is. It's probably weird. It's got to be yeah. weird. If I tried to do stand-up tomorrow, I would feel weird. Now imagine I'm looking completely different than every other person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had to work a bit harder, I would say, than most people. A little bit. You know what's interesting is I think people think that female comics, there's kind of like a, like people are like, oh, it's probably easier to be a comic because like you're a girl and guys want to do stuff for you. But it's not true because guys kind of like... It's not in comedy, dude. Like, guys are like, fuck you. This is because they feel like you're stealing their spot. Because yeah. on a lineup, there's only like eight, 10 spots. Well, so, you're just going to get it because you're a cute girl. Yeah, but it's know? not like that. Because yeah. if you look at most lineups, here's the thing I tell people, I'm like, if it was, if it was like you could be a pretty girl and just become a comic, most lineups would be like one dude and like 10 female comics. Totally. But even now, with all of like the Me Too and the sec, like all of this movement towards female equality, the majority of lineups in Hollywood are all men. There's not a single woman on a lineup. It's like there's like it usually when I'm on a show, I'm the only woman on a lineup. Yeah. And it's like there's only, you know, there'd be like only Whitney or only Amy or so yeah, it's fucking hard. But I don't yeah, I don't know. I feel like stand up comedy is a very like kind of a small group of actually well known like comedians that are making it like a, a job. Like as that's gotta be very tough. Like the ones you know. The yeah, ones there's you like know. road comedians yeah, that are just constantly so doing the road to I survive. I can only and... imagine that there's probably so many comedians out there that have been doing it for 15, 10, 15 years, just grinding the open mics, doing it all, and they're still not making an actual living for themselves. So, yeah, they see these new young co comedians coming out. They're like, whoa, whoa, no. You're just going to take my one spot. There's only one spot left, and I need that, you know? So, yeah, that's got to be like a kind of a little bit of a cutthroat world. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you got to fight, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know with the gloves. You're like, no, bitch, this is my spot. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking stand-up comedy is so ridiculously popular right now. I'm oh, sure I there's just it. a flood of people yeah. trying to do it right now. But um, I love that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, 
when you when you said the hundred jokes thing, because that's fucking awesome. And you're I'm sure you know people think a hundred jokes. You're you're just any idea, right? Anything that seems funny, you're writing it down. So maybe that's something you come back to. I know that. Um, I know you're on Kill Tony for like a year. So mm-hmm. that's a podcast I really like, but I just got into it. I've only been wa- listening to Don't it for like back. a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to my episodes. <laughs> but just for the listeners. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Vanessa, like just a few months into your stand-up, right? Yeah. Don't go back. <laughs> Fucking Don't go listen. back. But uh, well, actually, I typed your name in and I couldn't even find. It. So, so, Thank so God. Don't worry. It's Thank tough to find. Fucking God. <laughs> but there's a show called Kill Tony. It's on every. It's it's like a live podcast every Monday, and basically what it is is you know he's live at the comedy store in L.A. and he allows people to come out of the crowd. If you sign your name on a piece of paper, put it in a bucket, Tony grabs it out, you get to come up on stage and do one minute of comedy. Anyone, if you go down there, listener, tomorrow, you know, next Monday, maybe you get picked. You're on stage on a podcast. Well, Vanessa went very early into her stand-up career. She got chosen, I'm I'm assuming. Were you chosen out of the bucket or no? They they wanted, so Kill Tony, at the time, they were only doing female regulars because they were trying to increase more women in comedy. So the, now they have male regulars, but but before it was only women. And so there was only, a, you know, there's a handful of female comedians. So they went to all the female comics being like, hey, we're auditioning for the new regular. Do you want to audition? When and she I was, says regulars, I, there's one comic that, that, that every Monday gets to come up for a minute. At the time there was two women. There was two. Yeah. Okay. So the original, original regulars was two women and then they got replaced by two more and then that was me and this other chick, but they asked me and I actually originally said, no, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. Like I'm only a couple months into comedy. I don't know if I, that's really like the way I want to grow. Yeah. But they were like, it's fine. It's a good thing. And you should do it. And I almost quit after a couple months cause it was just so hard. And at the time, again, I had a full-time job and I had a startup that I was trying to do on the side. Wow. So I was like, I'm a millennial. Like now's yeah. my time to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a startup and then um, I was doing this and it was just so, it was, I mean, I bombed. I remember bombing really bad in front of Bill Burr is my hero. And I remember I have a photo actually still of me on stage and Bill Burr just head in his hands. No. <laughs> just being like, oh, oh God. What, was he like the guest just, guy? Yeah, he was the guest judge. Just like, he was oh, just like, oh, hell. fuck. Just so, like oh. I bombed so bad, for, and Bill Burr was just up there. Like I mean, he, Bill Burr hates Kill Tony because he thinks it's like the worst. He's like he doesn't like the show because he thinks it's it's not healthy for young comics. I mean that environment, which I kind of understand, but um, yeah, just I bombed so. Can you imagine? Like oh. like imagine your musician hero, and then they're on stage watching you and just eat dicks. The worst show of your life, and they're just like, <laughs> oh god, in this is in music. These guys think this is music. So, so imagine that. So, yeah, you know, obviously there's That's Tony tough. Hitchcliffe, who's a comedian, and and he always has a guest comic that sits on stage with him. And not only does you know they pull a name out of the bar, you know, out of the bucket, and that person comes up and they do their minute, and then they have to stand on stage, and Tony Hitchcliffe and whoever's sitting up there with him gets to talk to that, interview that person, and sometimes they just rip that person apart. Um. Did that ever happen? And, well, you were like asked to be a regular, so I'm sure he was kind of nice. I've seen yeah, Tony yeah. rip some motherfuckers' oh, asses yeah. out on that they, stage. They were nice to me. They were nice to you. Yeah, and but I did have this thing with Pat Reagan, who I don't know if he's still on the podcast anymore. But I remember, but we had kind of like a rivalry thing, like a WWE kind of rivalry. Okay. They all watch WWE over there in that little <laughs> Kill Tony group, so they always try to have these little things, storylines, and um, so like Pat Reagan, Pat Reagan would say stuff to me. I remember one time he said. He said to me, he was like, the only way you're going to get to JFL, which is a famous, it's a big famous comedy festival. Oh, just for laughs. He's just for Canada, laughs. He's yeah. Like, he's like, he said, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll be at JFL performing as a comedian. And the only way you're going to get to JFL is by fucking a comedian performing at JFL. It was like, <laughs> like we, we had stuff like that. And then I would say stuff to That's him. That's a good line. Yeah. Like for yeah, yeah. WWE style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like very like a, I don't even know, whatever. Anyway, but that's cool you let, that you watch the show. It is a cool show. Yeah, I just got into it. Oh, I, yeah, I popped I love that up on my feed. But, I love the band. Oh, the band is fucking insane. Jeremiah it's my favorite Watkins. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, he's freaking hilarious. I want to go back as a band. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I fill oh in for God, Jeremiah Watkins right? for one day? Yeah, I love it. I'm going to do like, the oh. Mexican drum off with Joel Oh, Bird. dude, please. <laughs> but I have to have jokes first, and I don't, so. Yeah. But, but. 
why here's why I brought up the kill Tony and here's why I brought up the hundred jokes a day when, when she was a regular, here's how it works. Every Monday, Vanessa has to go up as the regular and she has to do a brand new minute. So when you hear, Hey, you only go up and you say a minute of jokes. That's easy. Now imagine doing a brand new minute every single Monday. And you did it for like a year. It was like 60 60 spots, man. That's an hour of brand new material for a brand new comedian Fucking try to write one joke right now. Anyone at home, I dare you. Now try to write a hundred, you know, try to have a brand new minute of funny material that you're going to stand on stage in front of a group of people and say, it's kind of insane to even think of, but you basically. You just have to go and do it. It's like with music, right? Like when I think that with writer's block, writer's block, writer's block happens when you are insecure that what you're going to put down is bad. Right, I think that probably you not trusting yourself. You're like, you're like oh, like this isn't good. That's not good. Oh, and then you're you're you just shut down. You're like, I'm not gonna make anything. Uh, that happens to musicians too. I'm assuming. So it's like the best thing to do if you want to create, if you want to do anything, right? And you, if there's anything you want to do right now, whether it's like writing, even if it's like writing a report at your office, the best thing is just start writing. Just go and just write, 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 write. Don't second guess it, you know? And then, cause mm-hmm. like a song, like, uh, you know what? I fucking, I'll just write a shitty song then. Yep. I'm just, I'll just write a song. Just write. Just write fucking anything. write a song. I'll write a shitty song and then I'll write another song and then another song. And it's like, same thing with jokes, right? I'll write, a, I'll write jokes and the first one, I'll be like, oh, that's trash, whatever. Second joke, third joke, fourth joke. And then like the 10th joke, I'm like, oh, that's not too that's bad. That's not too bad. Keep writing 11th, shitty again, yep. 12th, 11th. You know what I mean? You just, you just create and create and create and create and don't second guess yourself because when, when you create, and without without limits and boundaries and without second guessing yourself, that's when you're you're able to create something I think that's more special. No, I agree. Um, me and Jared, my partner in the Dirty Heads, we always are sending each other ideas, even just a little voice note of something, and we have this thing where we laugh or all to say like, "Hey, man, you're, you're either gonna <laughs> love this or you're gonna fucking hate it. Let me know." And it's like my favorites when he just responds with like the laughing face emoji or something you're like all right trash that one you know blah 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 <laughs> whatever it is what it is but then you know every now and then you send something like holy shit this is amazing thank you you know um on that note don't be afraid to just start but also find that person that you respect that you can bounce stuff off of that you know is going to be honest with you they're not just gonna be like oh yeah that's great you know have that person that's going to be like you know what you're better than that you know like i know you you're, you you can do better or or at least give you some you know, constructive criticism. You can always have that person that you love to bounce stuff off of. I think that's good to have. It's the best. Yeah. Comedians always form little yeah. groups, right? Of people they can trust that'll yeah. be honest with their jokes. You know, you got I'm your sure. friends at everything you show and they're like, that's fucking great, bro. And you're like, no, yeah, it's yeah. not that good. Or sometimes you want to <laughs> create something and you know, it's not going to work. Like you might write a song. You're like, I can't ever let the public see this, you know, yeah. like you're like, why well, am I screaming about like fucking cockroaches or yeah. whatever, you know, to like, Something weird that's inappropriate mm-hmm. or offensive. Comics have that a lot. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, I used to write a lot of rape jokes. Um, <laughs> and like, like Holocaust material. It's, it's very funny to talk about. So, well, you know, I, I was very private about it. I just started getting more open about it because I, so I was, that's how I lost my virginity. I was raped when I was 13, but I never, t- I was Jeez, so embarrassed wow. about it. I would never say it out loud. I was like, oh, because I, I felt like I was being a victim if I said it out loud. But I would make, I would write rape jokes and do that because it made me feel better. And then I would get criticized. This was like four, three, four years ago. I would get criticized by people like, wow, you shouldn't say that. That's offensive to victims of rape. And and I was so insecure about myself being raped and so embarrassed that I wouldn't even be like, well, I was raped so I can say that. I was like, no, you're right. I shouldn't say it. I hurt people's yeah. feelings. So I just stopped doing it. But it's weird because like, but comics loved the jokes. Like comics loved my rape jokes. Like I would do it at open mics and comics would be like, but that's Thank the funniest you. rape joke I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs> you know, so sometimes it's just good to have like those oh to just give it to those people who are like, you know what? You can never say this to regular people because yeah. it will. It's not meant for regular people. <laughs> but oh, like yeah. for these weird fucked up artists, they're like, I indulge in this weird oh. thing that you made. Like I used to have this. <laughs> I had this rape joke that um, this was the one that was like comics loved it. And regular people was like, you're going to go to hell. Um, it was uh can I say it? Of course. Okay. Better at you, this point. You look like you're, your arms are Oh, no, I'm literally, I'm just fucking excited. We're like, we're going to get our sponsorship. We're so excited from to hear us. this joke. <laughs> we'll be on CNN um, this after, this later on. <laughs> so the joke was. Is this uh, about Antonio Brown? Oh, yeah, right. 
the joke um i was like oh because I'm, I'm bisexual and so uh i was like yeah you know i was dating this girl but we we broke up because she was really bad at sex and i was surprised um because she had been molested as a kid and i figured she'd be great at sex you know like those people who started <laughs> piano lessons when they were three <laughs> oh. and regular people <laughs> would be like Oh, I feel <laughs> like, like you could slide that. In. Oh. Do you think that most people? Oh, that's just I a think, solid joke. Do you think it's most people <laughs> are are actually offended by that, or do you think most people think it's funny but want to say that they're offended by it because they think that that's what should be right? I think it's a combination of both. It's a, yeah, both. we're. I feel like we're coming out of this now because it all went so far, and everyone was like, I don't even my mom anymore i'm fucking you know and now it seems like people are kind of pulling back people that were crazy into the you know fucking whatever crazy yeah. lefties or whatever are coming into the comedians bill burr you know chris or i'm um, sorry not chris you know like joe Chappelle, diaz everybody's oh, yeah. like coming out and finally saying fucking hell can yes. we tell a joke yes. but think the times are relaxing at least for comedians i mean it's good that everyone got yes. all into this because we needed to move everything forward as a society but now it's relaxing a bit. I feel like you could tell that joke again. I, I mean, I feel maybe. Like you could have told it I all the time. I feel but. like there's really no gang, <laughs> but <laughs> I do think that we well, you know it's like my dad. My dad. My dad committed suicide uh, almost a year ago, and he did it right before, a couple days before Thanksgiving. And I had a couple shows at the Improv right after it and I had to go I was like oh, I have to go up I can't cancel because I had two shows of the improv in the main room as a, like a younger comic like you're in a lineup you know what I mean like it's so lucky to get on those stages yeah. at all so I was like oh I can't cancel I have to go up but it feels weird doing my makeup material yeah you're like guys why do I look like Mowgli without makeup like I can't go up there my dad just fucking shot himself in the face you know so I went up there and I just talked about my dad's suicide for like 12 minutes I had no material I just went up but it was somehow funny like I was like oh you know he hated holidays and this was a weird way to say he didn't want to come this year. <laughs> we can't talk him out of it. He can't come to Thanksgiving this year. He's yeah. dead. <laughs> like, you know, um, and wow. but it helped. But for a month. Talking about it. I mean, yeah, at least, you know. For a month, I talked about his suicide on stage and it was very cathartic. And and then I never did it ever again because I was like, oh, it served its purpose. Yeah. But I had people who had people who committed suicide who saw it and they're like, oh, my God, like no one's ever mailed to make suicide funny to me. Thank you so much. So. To some people, I mean, it might have been offensive because they have people people respond to trauma and and process and cope with trauma in different ways. Right. And that's where we have this divisiveness in response to comedy. There's some people who respond to trauma and if they have something that happens to them, they don't want to address it. Right. They want to shut it away. OK, I got raped. I don't want to think about it. I just want to, like, put it in the back of my mind. So anytime anyone brings up rape, you're like, oh, fuck, why are you making me think about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you're now I now I'm reliving that pain. Now I'm a victim it feels again. like you're hurting me because you're making me relive it. Yeah. Some people cope with it by just ignoring it. Right. And those I think those are the people that probably get offended by a lot of these by comics jokes about stuff that are touchy. Then there's a group of people like I would say I'm like this. Where comedy is how I cope with things. Like, my mom had schizophrenia. She was locked up most of my life. Like, every – she would get she would get put in a straitjacket. The cops would come to my house, put her in a straitjacket, bring her to the mental ward for a couple months. She'd come back for, you know, a month, be good, then go back to the ward and come back. And it was, like, that cycle my whole life. My dad – I had three siblings. My dad, the way he helped us deal with it is he would make jokes about it. I don't even know how because I still can't make schizophrenia funny. Yeah. But my dad was able to make it hilarious. Every time my mom, my dad would make these like act outs of her when she was crazy. They were, they were hysterical. He would just go yeah. right into it. Oh, he, they were hysterical. It. it was like me and like three little kids. And we were like laughing hysterically. We were like all on the joke. We were like making jokes about it. Your mom just got taken away and you're all laughing. Yeah. It's, I honestly think it's the only way I was able to cope with it and go to school the next fucking day. Totally. Like my mom, we'd run around the house being like, there are demons taking over our house. There's demons taking, like running around. There's like, I have a three-year-old. There's demons taking over the house. You know, the devil's writing on me. If, if you were a regular kid and took that seriously, how the fuck would you go to school the next day and like listen to math? My dad made it so funny. And it was just like a joke. The whole thing, he just made the whole thing a joke. My mom, the cops would come. She would get in a straight jacket. He'd make fun of it. 
And then we're like, you know what? That's our mom. But it's, it made it a positive, <laughs> as positive it could be. And that's the only way I was able to survive that. My whole, yeah. my, all the kids in my family are all very successful. My sister's like a head, super fancy chef. My brother's like a top opera singer. My one brother is a little weird, lives in the basement. But three out of four, that's not bad, you know, given the circumstances. So I- Two brothers, uh, two girls, two yeah, boys. Yeah, two, two boys, two girls. So I was like, that's the only way I could. So I, I cope with trauma through comedy. Anytime, the more fucked up something is, the funnier I find it. I think as a defense mechanism. And that's how most comics are. So that's where it's like, it's kind of sad where you have a group of people <clears throat> who are like, okay, I cope with fucked up things through comedy. Then you have another group of people who are like, well, I cope with things by ignoring them. And then they're the ones blogging. How dare you bring this stuff up and make it funny? It's just two different coping mechanisms. Totally. Yeah. I mean, everybody copes with things, you know, differently. Like some people, comedy, some people listening to music, you know, some people just, you know, being alone and being the quiet and whatever. Everyone copes with things differently. So who are we to tell people they're wrong for what they're doing? You know, just if something's bothering you, don't pay attention. Move That's along. the whole thing. It's like, don't watch. Just but, don't pay you know, attention. But it's, it, you have to respect everyone. You know, everyone's yeah. gotten their voice out in the last couple of years. Like every fucking voice has been heard. That's a good <laughs> thing, you know? And now we can let, now you were able to dissect it. If you didn't go through the last year of being in LA and being in comedy and hearing all these voices, I'm, yeah. you know, just fuck, am I allowed to talk on stage anymore? Mm. Maybe you wouldn't yeah. have the, what, the, the thought process that you just shared with us. And maybe everyone's learning that now. Maybe even the people that have been pointing fingers and saying, shut up, maybe they're going, okay. It's a little uh, much. Maybe I just deal with it a little different. Yeah. And maybe if people that have also been raped or lost a father or had a schizophrenic mother, maybe if they hear this, like, oh, shit. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be so hard because maybe what well, that comedian is making fun of something that happened to them yeah. and that's how they deal with it. I think we're getting to that place. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like the last year was weird for everyone on earth, man. It was like, well, I think, you know, especially comedy, every, but, like so much information is just being shoved in our faces wow. now. And everybody has so many ways to be able to speak their mind. Twitter, so it's yeah, just this that, thing yeah. of like, whoa, we're not only getting all this information, everybody's able to let everybody know exactly how they feel about that information. It's a lot. So I think once it all started coming in, everyone was just pop, 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 pop. But like you said, it gets to a point where like, all right, enough's enough. Everyone's starting to back off. Hopefully it keeps going in that direction. But I did want to just circle back for a second and just go back to energy and look at <laughs> with her. With, with what I just loved what she said, a lot of things there. Um, when she started out in comedy and she had all of these, uh, you know, comedians giving her just bad energy when she was up on stage, heckling her, telling her she sucked. She could have taken that energy and just went home and sat on it and just sulked and let that just ruin her and quit. And then she would have probably had some negative, negative energy towards other people on things they were trying to do moving forward. But she didn't. She took that negative energy she was getting and use that as an inspiration to create energy for herself to start writing a, a hundred jokes a day and working on her craft. So she took that negative energy and just turned it into inspiration and created positive energy for herself. And she's even done the same with all the tragic things that have happened in her life. She could have let Unreal, e either of those things could, life, would have ruined and have both of those things have and, and will in the future have ruined other people's lives. But she took those. She learned how to get past them with using her comedy, her love, her art to really get past them. And hopefully I, I feel like those jokes and that energy will help other people that have been through similar situations. It has to. Yeah, it will. The more you get that message, that's crazy. The shit you're telling us right now. We didn't know any of that. Bobby Lee. You guys know who Bobby Lee is. Yeah. The comedian. Yes. So like. Um, Bobby Lee would be like, are you talking about your mom yet? Because <laughs> for years, uh, for almost four years, Bobby Lee has been like, talk, is it, are you talking about the schizophrenia yet? Because I'm, I'm so afraid. I can't, I don't know how to make it funny. That's a yeah. My yeah. dad was able to do, but he's dead now. So I've got to carry the torch. Uh, I mean, is your mom material? still alive? Yeah, unfortunately. No, I was kidding. <laughs> she probably will listen to this podcast. You just made it I love funny. It. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hello. Um, yeah, she just she just got out of the 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 lockup place. She got her back her cell phone. All right, nice, nice. <laughs> She's back on the gram. Uh, She's gram, back on the gram. Back on the gram, gramming away. Where can we you follow, can follow her? her at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor her, bro. I blocked her on everything. I mean, oh. it sucks. I I oh. let her see my Instagram, but I blocked her on the cell phone because I just can't. Sometimes it's like. When you when you come from a, a family or when you come from a childhood of um, of chaos and or like where you here's the thing when you when you grow up with people who are toxic to you I love my mom you know I know that she did the best that she could given her circumstances 
there's not a mean bone in her body unless her medication's off then she could be like a demon but like for the Mm. most part she's a good person and i love her but like she's toxic to me like her name when her name pops up on my phone i have a panic attack Mm. and it I like literally feel nauseous just seeing her name, like seeing the word mom makes me feel sick. And, um, and it's just cause like, it's the unknown of like, Oh fuck what what's next, you know? And I feel like a lot of people have maybe that friend or that's kind of like a little bit of a loose can or maybe a bit toxic. And sometimes you have to learn to just be like, you know what? I know it's not good for me to be in communication with all the time. So I, I have her blocked on my phone. She's not allowed. She can't call me. I call her sometimes when I know I have the mental, space and energy to be okay with it um but she follows my instagram stories that's how she's able to keep up to my life that's good ah okay this is becoming a bummer huh no it's not it's good it's good people need to hear this i'm sure your mom loved your vegas story well let's get into it um from from last week do you know about our band camp segment no wait i listened to the podcast but maybe i missed this part it's just a story from Really? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. You know I this. do know about this. Yeah, yes. yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Do you got like a funny or a cool like a story you want to share with story? us? It doesn't even have to be a road. It could be anything. Any, any yeah. just a story that stands out to you that you think would be entertaining. It's funny because I thought of one because they told me about it, and now I'm like, oh man. Um, you know, I got a little drop. I'll do. And don't feel the pressure. Okay, though. okay, okay, okay. Oh, and this one time at band camp. Oh. All right, now whenever you think of anything. <laughs> um. No pressure. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. Yes. The first time I went on the road, I didn't want people, a lot of comics when they go on the road for the first time as a young comedian, you go with a headliner, right? Just like in music, you go with a headliner. Because I was a girl and there's a stigma associated with women going on the road with people, because the majority of comedians are men. There's very few female comedians. um, And almost all of them only take dudes on the roads for some reason. I don't know why. But um. I was like, oh, I'm going to go on the road by myself because I want people to respect me. <laughs> so I, I slipped, I slept in my car for six months um, and went on the road and I would drive for Postmates in random cities and then I would do comedy in like Portland. Um, so one night I, I was in San Francisco doing comedy and there is this neighborhood called the Tenderloin. Now at the mind, at the time I didn't, I wasn't familiar really with the Tenderloin, um, for those who don't know, Tenderloin is considered the most dangerous neighborhood in America. Oh, wow. Um, it's basically a free market for drug lords and, like, sex uh, seller people. So usually in most cities, there's kind of, like, uh, it's, like, grids, right? So, like, oh, this block is this pimp and that block's that pimp and this drug dealer. So the Tenderloin is a free market where there's no lines. There's this little section, and there's three really good comedy clubs in this little section that are, like, kind of underground. Anyway, I slept in my car in the Tenderloin oh <laughs> outside the comedy club because I was like, oh, it's probably fine out here. It's fine. I, I wake up one day – or wait, one – I woke up in the middle of the night to a dude peeing on my window. <laughs> like, right where you're – Yeah. Like, peeing on my fucking window, bro. <laughs> and I was like, oh – Damn. Nice dick. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I made it, bro. Oh this guy's. Sh- I was like, I needed a car wash. You know, this is free. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much. And then he asks you for change. He wipes it down. <laughs> Hook it up. Man. Yeah, he wipes it off. He's yeah. like, all right, that'll be five dollars. You're like, <laughs> oh okay, well, you know. God. I mean, you did show me your dick. I probably should tip yeah, you. <laughs> all right, six bucks. So what's worse, piss on a window or shit in a cup? <laughs> <laughs> We, we started with shit and ended with piss. I know. <laughs> Book ended it nicely. Dude, we didn't even get into so much. We want the podcast. I, I hope we can get you on again. I would love to come back. Let's chat about your podcast real oh, yeah, quick. Yeah. I mean, right before we did, there's no rush on us getting out here. Vanessa has an amazing podcast. This is how I found out about her. So aggressive. Pop it up for the people who are watching on YouTube to see. And I've noticed something like so far. How many episodes now? You're in like the almost 20 ish. Yeah, 20 ish. Yeah. There. It's 20-ish, and it's been all women yes. so far. What's going on? What's we, your podcast? We only have – okay, so when I started the podcast, um, because of my relationship with my mom and her being schizophrenia, I had a very kind of strange relationship with women. I was very scared of women. And now I have almost only female friends, which is cool. It's been this growth period. But the podcast was kind of designed to um, to get to know women and, and see women who are – you know, doing cool things and are just like badass in their industries. Like we have athletes and comedians and I'm starting to get scientists on and um, I want to get like an astronaut on, you know, like cool, cool chicks. 
So it started out, we're only having women. And then um, one of my friends, Curtis Lepore, who is a big, he was like the number one guy on Vine. And he's like a big social media comedian, star guy. He was like, you know, when can I, I've had guys ask me to do the podcast. They're like, can I do your podcast? And I was like, oh, dude, we only have women, you know? Chris Moore is like, so Curtis asked me, he's like, can I do your podcast? And I was like, oh, dude, I only have women. He's like, can I come on as a woman? <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, I'll come on as Peggy Sue. Cause he has, he has this character he does okay. on Instagram or on Vine called Peggy Sue, where he wears a wig. It's like him and King Batch used to do all these sketches together where they had wigs and pretend like they were girls. Mm -hmm. So he's going to come on the podcast in two weeks as a woman. So we might have dudes now. Nice. Coming on. Dress up as a so woman. You just have to dress up as a woman. Fucking loophole, dude. So if all you guys right. want to come on, put wigs on and come on <laughs> as chicks. All I got to do is just I'll just throw a couple like <laughs> melons in under my shirt yeah. and I'm in, dude. I'll wear a dress. Yeah. Shit. I get on your show. Cause I, I, when I, you know, Lance turned me, so we have a mutual friend, Vanessa and I had never met her till tonight, but her, you know, our mutual friend is Lance and Lance had told me about her podcast. So I listened and I, 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 I listened. And one of my favorites was, I think it was episode three. We had the girl who was in the army. Yeah. Lulu. She's, she was she's, awesome. She's coming back tomorrow. Dude, actually. She's fucking cool. And the story of it's a great one. I think it's episode three. Is it not? Yeah. Anyway, everybody, you know, go subscribe to So Aggressive, Vanessa Johnston, and you'll get to that episode. But my wife was in the military, so I just thought it was cool when I was hearing her story of acting up and talking back. It's fucking a great episode. But um, so I was turned on to you, you know, through Lance, and that's how I, you know, found out about you was just listening to the first few episodes. And I, it's fucking and I had just started this with my brother at the same time. Oh, so wow. I'm like, oh, how cool, you know, and I and I was asking Lance, I want to be on her show. And he's like. Chicks, Too bad. Only, only chicks, chicks dude. Brought... And I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's cool. And I mean, it makes sense. Why not? You, you guys know? can come on. Put on some. I, we're getting wigs. I'm into it. Actually. Put on some melons. So really into I'm it, so Lance. Down. You heard that? You, you guys can create female alias names and oh, then just dude, be like, Hi. That's easy. We can yeah. do that in a heartbeat. We had cowboy names. What was your cowboy name from I'm back in the day? Deputy DB Feather Whistle. Yeah, dude. I forget <laughs> mine, dude. You awarded me my back in the day when we would tour the Dirty Heads. Everyone had to have a cowboy name. Another thing that happened on the tour bus with them, which was funny, is everyone who was on the tour bus in the Dirty Heads tour bus, you had, you know, mom jokes. Every uh -huh. guy, fucking banging your mom. If you came on the Dirty Heads tour bus, you had to tell everyone your mom's actual first name. So that way, all the mom jokes were personal we're really they, nice they cutting deep so bad. i just remember cowboy names everyone had and then everyone's mom's first name was just oh getting tossed around real easily oh the fun days but we can come up with we can come up with girl no we'll problem girl ones. yeah so we'll he's like i already got long hair yeah. Yeah. i'm set he's in I'm there set. no i'll throw on like a nice skirt i'll, I'll get into it <laughs> that would be cool so also when the episodes drop Oh yeah, we drop every we, Women Crush Wednesdays. Women Crush women Wednesdays. Crush we Wednesdays. drop Wednesdays too. Yeah, what's up, team? There Damn, you go. We got crushed every Wednesday. You guys are gonna get two new Boom, podcasts. Check to it to out in your face. And uh, and also tomorrow, or, or actually when you're listening to this tonight at the uh, Improv of Hollywood. Improv. You can follow me on Instagram at Vanessa V Johnston. And yeah. Check it out. Anything else? Anything I think else? That's it. That's it. Thank you for having me on. This is so Thank fun. Thank you so Holy much for shit. spending your time with us, driving all the way through LA traffic to Tustin to do this with us after a nine to five job. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank that you was guys. so much fun. And uh, as always, thank you to everyone at Reamp Studios for crushing it. Thank you guys always. Um, and uh, cutlessbrand.com. Go check it out. Get your gear there. Put in code feeling good at checkout, and you're going to get 20% off your Holy shit. Okay. Oh. Thank you, guys. Oh, what a show. Thank Peace you so out. much, Vanessa Johnson. Everyone go follow her right now. Peace.